Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move with Heart podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I can't lie. <laughs> I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it because apparently some of you think I talk too much. <laughs> I honestly have to say that I never thought this moment would come of sitting down with my husband, Noah Tepperberg, and talking through so many things so publicly, but we share the story on how we met, how we started dating, the moment that we both knew we were the one for each other. We go deep on our values and how he basically convinced me to get pregnant. This is one of my favorite conversations I've ever had. And I really feel like there's just so much for these younger generations who are dating and just anyone when it comes to dating, marriage, family, and how to balance it all. Is balance even a thing? I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. My love, I'm so happy to have you here. You guys, this took a lot of freaking work to get Noah here because this is definitely not his like comfort zone. Why? You're like so... Work. Just took some bribes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, But yes, this is officially my first podcast. When I did... I think it was the last Q&A I did. The most asked question was to do a Q&A with you. So I sent everyone, all of my followers, to Noah to let him know how badly you guys wanted this. And did it work? It definitely worked. <laughs> I got more DMs that day than I've ever got. Um, so <laughs> it worked. Well, I'm, I'm glad. Still not the reason I'm here. Why are you here? Because I know this isn't your like favorite thing to do. I'm here because I want to support you. I want to be part of your your launch and this exciting new venture with your podcast. And I'm just here to be a supportive husband like I always am. You're so sweet. You are. You're the most supportive. So let's go back just a little bit because I feel like for maybe new people or someone who's listening to us for the first time. I've shared my perspective on this so many times, but I I feel like it will be nice to hear your perspective, just like high level, (laughs) how we met and how we got here. (laughs) Is there like a trick question here? (laughs) No. I want to hear it from you. I've told... My version. Well, we met at Marquee when you were working there. Yes. I was technically your boss, right? Yes. And, and now I'm your uh, boss. We didn't, re- <laughs> we didn't really talk a lot, right? No, um, but I always waited on your table. Yes. You know, that's where we met. Yeah. We were friends. We didn't really, like, hang out a lot, but no. we were friendly, and we had mutual friends. Yes. And I think as our mutual friends started to, you know, hang out with you more and hang out with me more. We all started to hang out as a group more. Kim. Kim and Strather. some of the other marquee girls. Yes. And then, um, you know, we just became friendly, but it was still just like mostly high and by at work and 
occasional, you know, we would hang out outside. And that was really it for but the But it was first always in like groups. A couple things. of years. Yeah. It was yeah. never like it was always group dinners. And then I think over a couple of years, because your boyfriend was a friend of mine, we, you know, started to see more of each other. And then you started to work in the Hamptons where I would see you more. And I think we both got to a point where we were no longer in relationships and we decided to talk more, I think it was still You just invited me to more things. Me inviting you to things. I was still at that time, you know, not only the owner, but also the promoter of my venues. And right. I was, you know, texting you to come to parties and events. And then it became trips. And then it became finally a yes. <laughs> you came on a trip with us I to did. Ibiza with a group. A like, really big group. A really big group. We probably were like 30 people. Yeah. And like 20 of them were girls and 10 <laughs> of them were my closest friends that were all there yeah. to try and hook up with those 20 girls, oh, <laughs> including you. <laughs> but I was actually not there for that reason. I was organizing that trip for business reasons. Of course. And as you always was are. was probably the only person there to really... While it was a vacation, I was really working. We were doing a, I think, a marquee pop-up event. Like, we were promoting the new marquee that was going to open in Vegas. And that's why I was there, making sure the T-shirts arrived that the girls were supposed to wear. (laughs) (laughs) And I was organizing the dinners and the clubs. And I think that was really where we connected. That was our first, like, I think that was the first time where we just, like, just spent real like time talking. Like I don't remember where along those few days, but we had whether we sat next to each other. It was in the like car, the boat ride or to on like a boat or on a bus somewhere. Or Montera. We were yeah. rolling pretty deep, I think, on buses a few of those <laughs> nights. And then we came home to New York and at the time we were both single. So we were like after Ibiza just starting to like talk more and I, I mean, can was, I just say that you were like super strategic though, but you also weren't a hundred percent like sure you wanted to date me, but you were interested. It, it all developed very quickly. We were like on that trip in early August. And I think by the end of August, like I was in, you know, pursuit mode. So it was a matter of a few weeks where things just started to unfold. Like we came back and then, told us like the guy you were seeing before the trip you weren't seeing and then you yeah. were out like you were going out that month <laughs> that month was, <laughs> he you, like you knows were, like, me so coming well. to more you were responding to my invites more and more right. and i was like starting to think that maybe there could be something there but it was still very you know still very hesitant cuz we were friends you know right. and always didn't want to like cross the you know cross that line with someone you're friends with and we had so many mutual friends i know so I think I was... And so many of my friends worked for you at one point or another. Like, we were very intertwined. Yeah. And and then we decided, I think, kind of mutually to go to the Hamptons. And Well, you they, invited me and a bunch of my girlfriends. Right, but they canceled and you came by yourself. No, I was... Remember, I had a bunch of the girls in the car. That was the first trip. 
But then the next weekend. Right. The second trip. Right. The weekend, the following weekend, you were supposed to come with Kim. She canceled yes, and you that's came true. anywhere. Anyway. Yes, that is true. And that was really the first time I said, oh, well, maybe if she's coming without her friends, <laughs> she's interested in being yeah. more than friends with me. And that was the trip that we actually drove to the Hamptons together alone. Yeah. There was a lot of traffic. So we got stuck in a long car ride and we talked the whole way. I know. That was definitely like one moment for me because I think for anyone listening who is like really good friends with someone and they're just like, no, I would never. I mean, I said that about you. Like I was like, I would never date Noah. Like I saw you one way and I think that really closes off opportunities. But that car ride for me, like opened my eyes to another side of you that I had never seen. Like you were talking so much about your family and the way you grew up. And I was like, so interested in the conversation and just like you. And, and I remember feeling like, Hmm, he's so not like who I thought you were. I don't know what I thought, but people see like club owner, this, that, and it, I remember the car ride really well because we, I remember we had to stop. I had to pick something up at one of my places. And I remember like you coming with me, getting out of the car. I remember. We went in and then like we got in the car and I was late. I had a meeting. I had to go sign something with somebody, a document. And I was late and you, like we got there and I, while I was interested in like talking to you, I was also like, like, I got to get to this meeting. And like, you were <laughs> the cool. Truth comes like, out. You came with me. We went to their house. We signed this, this thing. And, uh, I remember thinking like, wow, like you were cool. Like not only were we hanging out, but like you also like were fine with me working and kind of, you know, like there was another agenda to that trip. I wasn't just like, let's go to the Hamptons for the weekend. That's like, I very was actually, <laughs> there's always I was something brewing. on the way to like, <laughs> it was a work trip. And then, then I remember, like, that weekend, like, was when, I think, it, I think it was mutual. Like, there was a group of us, but, like, you know, when we were together, we went out. And, no, we were definitely connected that trip. Like, there was something. And, like, you weren't next to me. I was, like, looking around to see where you were, and I think you were doing the same. No, I was doing the same, you guys. I remember I couldn't find you. And it was at Dune, for anyone who remembers Dune. And I thought you left, and I was, like looking, looking, looking. And you know what's funny is Mackenzie, our mutual friend, came over to me and she was like, something's going on with you and Noah. And I was like, no, there's not. Like, I was so like, but she like picked up on it. I have been eating a plant-focused diet for so many years. And while I just live for a plant-rich meal, I am not in the kitchen as much as I used to be now that I have kids and a business. It's just like some days it just doesn't happen. And that is where, ah, oh, I'm such a diehard fan of Saqqara life. Saqqara is everything. They have ready to eat meals. It's a functional wellness essential program that just nourishes your body with whole organic ingredients. Every single meal is so delicious, filling, decadent. It's truly just one of my ultimate meal delivery services. And 
you not only feel so good after you eat it, you have a boost of energy. It helps support your digestion. And I just cannot recommend Saqqara enough. I'm truly one of Saqqara's biggest fans. And I'm so excited because right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com slash MWH or enter code MWH at checkout. That's Saqqara, S-A-K- A-R-A dot com slash M-W-H to get 20% off, you guys, 20% off your first order. I can say with so much confidence that you will not be disappointed. Your skin, your hair, your nails, your energy levels, and you're just going to feel amazing across the board. I love, love, love Saqqara. And then the next weekend, (laughs) we went back again. And this time... This is why the Hamptons is so special to us. This time your friends were with us. Yes. And we were both feeling the same way, but still trying to like not show it. And... We went to Surf Lodge, and that's when Jayma called me out and was like, this is your girl, huh? And I was like, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Like, I, I could be. She's like, I think it is. No, Jayma was like, this is going to be your wife. And She said that. I remember, like, you know, that was, like, the weekend that we really first connected. And then we were both sort of, like, cautious because it was like we didn't really want to tell our friends because we weren't sure if it was going to, like, work out and if it was really it was right so we were we were just secretive we would like go to mo- <laughs> we would like go to the movies in Brooklyn I mean I was like time. a big Brooklyn promoter wasn't. of going places that like, like Noah wouldn't be seen because yeah. everyone knew him so it was like and we went for, I remember going to dinners like in places random where places. we knew no one and we didn't think we'd be seen and then finally we came to terms with the fact that this was on and we started to tell our friends and deal with the you know, the comments and the people were like, really? Like, you guys are so surprised. I know, so many people were. Um, Can I say one thing? Because this was one question. I wrote down a list of questions that everyone asked to make sure to ask you. And one thing was, when someone is really interested in another person, like, what advice would you give to pursue? And I just have to say that of all my years of being pursued, like, no one was more persistent in the coolest way possible than you. Like you were just so cool with like respecting if I like didn't want to meet you one night, but then you would, you would like send a little something to my apartment. Like you were so great the way you like, I don't know. Like, I think it was a way of like planting seeds so that I wouldn't forget about you. Please tell us your secret because it worked. It wasn't a secret. I think it was more like, because we were friends. I I never wanted to jeopardize the friendship. That was always the most important thing. And I didn't want to cross the line and ever be, you know, someone who, you know, like misread things. So I just, you know, was, I think I held the friendship in such a high regards, which is probably why things that worked out so well, because we really established that first. And 
I always used to say, like, relationships kind of have a start and an end, but friendships last forever. And I felt like we had that part down, and and then we built on it. And that's so sweet. I just need to take a moment to acknowledge that because you're just this. This is the side that I'm so excited to share of you because you're like such a boss. Everyone knows you as that, but like you're such a sweet man. And I will go back to when we were like more in the kind of flirting around phase. You had an opening, I believe it was Artichoke Pizza, and your mom was there. And I just remembered seeing the way you treated your mom and you like went out to get her and you brought her in and you made sure she was taken care of. And then when she left, you like brought her out to get a car. And and that was something that I was so aware of, like just how well you treated your mother and, and your family. And, you know, I think the more that I got to see that, I mean, one of our first dates, you brought me to your niece's first birthday and now she's how old? 12. Lila. I remember that. I think he did that on purpose because he really wanted me to see him with his family. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it was happy to be her birthday. And, you I know. know. We, you know, that was, you know, we had plans to hang out and fell on her birthday. Was they going to miss it? So I brought you. I know. It was, it a, was a little bit of a test, too, to see how, you know, <laughs> how you did with the whole family. Because, you know, us Tepperbergs can be overwhelming when yeah. we're all together. There's a lot of us. But I'm from a big family. It was like... Yeah. Yeah, well, my mom, my mom, I will say, as you know, has always said, there's no better way to tell what someone's like than how they treat their mother. So hopefully our son is learning and will be that way when, you know, he's older. and He treats me like a queen. My mom is super special. She's the best. You know, even to this day, I, I treat her that way. Literally. You walked her out to get a car yesterday. I love that. It's so important. And I think going back to the values, right, of what's important in a relationship, there are a lot of things. There's so many questions I want to ask you, but I think starting there because we're so different. Like we're so different, right? And a lot of the time we're like two ships in the night. And you're like out and people are always like, how can you handle Noah being out? And I do think a lot of the reason stems from our history of like working in nightclubs together. And like, I, I very much understand the space. And then we're both really confident people. But I think at the end of the day, like when it comes down to a relationship with your partner, you have to have the same values, what would you say? I would agree. Ours? I mean, you know, I think, listen, we are opposites, you know, but they say opposites attract, right? <laughs> That's not, you know, just a saying. And we definitely are very different, right? I sell alcohol and steak and lots of things that might not be necessarily healthy for you and you are all about the healthy lifestyle and way of living but there's a difference between what you do for a living and who you are and I think you understand that what I do is just my job and it's not necessarily who I am and that's what a lot of people don't get because there is a blurring of the lines especially like social media and all the other things that are around these days where 
people think what you post are is who you are. People right. think what you do is who you are. And I think for me, like the difference, you know, especially when you kind of stereotype me with the other people that are in hospitality, I'm different in the fact that I do this for a living and I've done it because it was a, always a job that I liked, but it necessarily was never necessarily who I am. And you get that. I love that. You've never said it like that before. I feel like that's such a great way for people to comprehend that, you yeah. know, for like their partners or. But it's, it's also a very, it's a blurred line. I preach, you know, to our, our team members that you want to treat people when they come into a restaurant of ours or a lounge or a club like the way you would treat them if they were coming into your home. Mm -hmm. We want our venues to be extensions of us and our philosophies, but there is a fine line just because we build places on that theory, just because we try and instill that culture with our team. It's, it's not necessarily how we are as people and what we are when we go to our homes, you know, there's, I never forget like when we, (laughs) when we had our co-op, board interview (laughs) (laughs) they were asking us obviously they had looked me up and said you know we see you know that you're in the hospitality business are you going to be entertaining a lot and i remember saying actually we never have people to our house (laughs) i entertain for a living every time i leave the home but i never like to have people over because you know but it's what people think when they i know you know put you in Google. <laughs> it's true. No, we love, I mean, I, you know how I feel about entertaining. So. What else you got? <laughs> I have a lot of things. Everyone. This might have to be like two or three parts. No, that's good. I mean, I feel like this is a, this is already like, it's going to help people. This is all to give people great advice, right? I mean, by no means are we the poster people for what Great a relationship <laughs> needs to be, but we've been together for almost 12, 12 years. years, you guys, and married for six, going on seven. Wow, that's a lot. Everyone always asks this question, and I'd love to share my answer first. People always ask how I knew you were the one, like when you know someone is the one. And for me, It was never this like one thing. It was a real like combination of things I really observed, how you made me feel. And I mean, first and foremost, like the way you treat your mother. I had never seen anything like that. Just like you're always the most respectful to your mother. You carve out quality time with your mom. And it's just, it's the sweetest relationship that I just, you know, I love it. I I appreciate seeing that bond that you guys have. And now that I'm a mother to a son, I'm like, I understand your mom in like a whole new light. But I'll share just a few things because it really was like these pivotal moments. And they're really interesting. The one, when I first like realized that you paid attention to things that I liked, we were in Vegas and I love a fruit bowl in the hotel room. It's just like something that makes me so happy. Like I I just don't know. I love fruit in the morning on an empty stomach as most of you know, 
But that one particular time, there was no fruit in our room. And I was like a little bummed, but wasn't going to complain or say anything. And then we got in the elevator and this waiter came in and he had this massive (laughs) fruit bowl. It was apples. It was apples. And I was just kind of like eyeing the fruit, like, oh God, what I would do for that. And then Noah was like, hey man, do you mind if I have some apples? Like my girlfriend really likes fruit in the room. And I was like, it was just such a moment of me being like, that's so sweet that you did. Like I wanted to do it, but I was like embarrassed. And I loved that moment. And then another time I woke up in the middle of the night, I had my period you woke up and then you were like getting up and getting dressed. And I was like, where are you going? And you were like, I'm going to get you something at the store. And I just thought like I was going to go run out and get it. So it's like such a small thing, but it's not because you just showed me like how you take care of me, you know, and you were so thoughtful and you still really are as you entered the podcast with a gift. We won't share what it was, but, and One other thing, we were at a birthday party and they were playing amazing music and I was like dancing in my chair. And then you grabbed my hand and you were like, come on, let's dance. And I think you just like paid attention to the things that I liked. Even if you didn't want to dance, like you knew I did. And I just, I don't know. It just did something to me. called being mindful. There's a reason why 12 years later, your business is partially all about being mindful and yeah. you know i think there's a difference when things are done sort of conscientiously and there's a difference when they're done sort of you know they're not they're just they come naturally and i think all those things came naturally to me and i think you realize that that and it's what you want from a partner you want someone who's naturally just going to think about you and not only themselves mm-hmm. and do what you do things that make you happy and not that just themselves. And I think that's why it works. I know. We have a we effortlessly make each other happy. And it's not like we have to go out of our way. Although sometimes we, you know, we do have to remind ourselves yeah. that it does take some work. You know, that's what makes a healthy relationship is when I think two people just without being reminded or pushed, they just they go out of their way to make their partner happy and do things to make their life better and easier. And I think when those things take effort is when, when relationships don't work. Right. And, and you can go through those wavelengths. Like that's normal. Yeah. Sometimes we have to remind each other that, you know, we need to. I mean, even like the Vegas trip, like I wasn't going to go on that trip because I was so busy with work. And there was no way that I could wrap my head around going. And then I I was with Ava and and you asked me again if I was going and just like seeing your face. And I was like, I think I might go. And you did this dance. And I it just like made me realize like even when we're so busy, we all have so many things, but like making that effort is so important. Well, you are my good luck charm. I also did have the best time. <laughs> you are my good luck charm. <laughs> How many venues have you opened with me? I would say we've done at least 25 openings now together. 25 and openings. you're definitely my good luck charm. <laughs> From Lavo, New York, to Marquis, Las Vegas, to Beauty in Essex, Las Vegas, New York, L.A., 
Lavo Singapore, Marquee Australia, a Cathedral, Tao Downtown. And really, like, you've really been my good luck charm. And all of Tao Group owes you. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more to come. I know. <laughs> Got a couple this year. <laughs> but, you know, now, and listen, now you can't make them to all, just like I can't make them to all, but it's part of growing and I still think the important ones, like Tao Beach, are, you know. That was are, one of the most fun weekends. Yep. I had the best time, and it's a must. It was off the charts. And I am not like a day club girl. You know this. Like, to get oh. me to go to day clubs or, like, I, I, it's not necessarily my thing, but I discovered that Tao Beach taught me it, it is my thing. It's, it's my thing now. <laughs> You guys can use that in an ad if you want. (laughs) Just quote me and add my handle. My diehard love for this product is so real. You guys have heard me rave about Array bloat supplement for a really long time and nothing has changed because I'm just so obsessed with this product. And the reason is because it works. It is so clean. The ingredients are minimal. It literally consists of bromelain, ginger root, lemon balm, dandelion root, peppermint, slippery elm. And I will tell you that this little concoction is the formula to get things moving, if you know what I mean. The Array Bloat Supplement helps to optimize digestion, ease that uncomfortable bloated feeling, And it really just speeds up the breakdown of all the things that we're consuming. And I just have to say, it is also, it's vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, filler-free, nut-free, everything-free, you guys. And it works, like really, really works. I take anywhere from two to three Whenever I'm feeling uncomfortable in the evening after a meal, I have it with a little bit of tea before bed and it works like magic. You wake up in the morning and you feel like a different person. The code for a discount is move with heart. That's no spaces. And this can be used on array.com. That's A-R-R-A-E.com at the checkout for 15% off or for 25% off the first month of subscription. I can't say it enough. I know I've said it a lot, but I'm absolutely in love with this product. And the truth is it's because it's effective and it works wonders. Don't trust me. Definitely try it on for yourself and experience some real movement, if you know what I'm saying. So let's like shift gears a little bit because the woman that you married, where like the man I married, wait, no, first, why did, why did you know I was the one? That's really important. And then we're going back there because everyone wants to know these things. Like, was it one thing? You took a long time to propose everyone. So we dated for three years. It took a while. But when did you, you like- You thought it took a while. I didn't think that was a long time. I, it like around the time it had, I was, I started to think like, huh, I don't know. Is this going to be more than 
what I think. I think girls have a tendency to do that, but I never, and I highly recommend this ladies or men, not to put too much pressure on your partner. They can resent it and it, it usually can go the other way. But when did you know? And then we're going to move on to the other thing because I really have to get there too. I don't remember the exact moment oh. that I knew. I think I kind of knew from day one. That's a but good, that's a good. there was moments along the way, like there was moments of reinforcement that just like pushed me to like finally step up. And I think being at Mario and Courtney's wedding, that was you. Oh. And uh, we were probably maybe two years in. No, maybe a year in. I don't remember. But I remember it was December and we were there and we watched their daughter, you know, dancing with him at the wedding. Oh. And I remember looking at you and saying, would you have a child before we were married? He did ask me this, you guys. And you gave me this look and I said, I remember before you would say no, I was like, but we'd be engaged. And then you were like, hmm, I saw you like reconsider. And you were like, yeah, I think I would. And like, I think I was at that moment, my mind like went into planning mode. And I was like, okay. Like, I always felt like I was heading towards being like an older dad. And I didn't really want to, and I always wanted to have like, because I spent so much of my life like planning events and planning parties and planning. I really wanted to have like this huge wedding. And I no, knew it was the biggest plan. I knew had. it was going to be like a big production. And I, it was something that kind of gave me, gave me some sort of stress and anxiety. Although I, you know, I don't believe I ever really have stress and anxiety. You never carry it. And I didn't want to like get married so quickly just because I didn't want to have to plan the wedding until I felt I had the time to do it. No, I planned our wedding, by the and, way. <laughs> but I also so didn't want to wait till after a wedding to be a dad. So that was like the kind of compromise I made with myself, I think. And then you agreed. And well, I, I was just like, got lucky that for, you, you agreed. I agreed, but I said for me, the most important thing was to have the security of being engaged that I knew that we were, you know, committed to each other. I also remember the conversation where in my Noah way, I broke it down. Like, listen, people get married and they get divorced, but like having a child is like, you're connected forever. There's no breaking up. You're going to get so many people pregnant. And <laughs> he has I tendency to do that. having that, conversation and and you we were already either engaged or getting you know or and you know I remember you kind of being like yeah I get it you know I still I still want I still want to have my wedding though and I was like yeah me too it's not about if we're getting married it was never about if we were getting it married was it was when. always about just when right and I just never wanted to like feel like we had to wait for that and that's sort of how we, we got lucky. It worked out. Let know? me share this thing because this is really important. Because when you wanted to try for a baby, I wasn't ready. I was not ready. I was really not in the best place in my life. I was like battling my own things. And I felt like I had 
no idea what I wanted to do. I really struggled with that. You know that. And you were the one. I mean, I don't want to say you manipulated me. You didn't manipulate me, but you definitely convinced me. But you were like, I mean, you can say it. You were like, I feel like you're going to have a baby and it's just going to open up your world of like your passion, like what you're passionate about. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you didn't want to get pregnant. I just wasn't ready. I just ready. think you were confused. Like you were, you didn't know like how it was going to affect you and you were, you were nervous, right? And I, I remember at some point in that period talking about how I didn't think it was something to be scared of, but something you should embrace and how having a child is like the start of so like it's going to open things up and ultimately it wasn't really something we chose to or not to do it it happened we just and, tried the first time and got pregnant and it happened and i think at that point everything changes you automatically like embrace it because that's what adults do yeah. and that was to me Personally, that's when Melissa Wood Health was born. <laughs> <laughs> that's when it, it really, to me, like the transformation was started. I think it was always there, but that brought it out. It did. And I, I don't even love admitting this, but I will, because this is all about being radically transparent. But I didn't think I wanted to have a baby yet because I thought that my life would maybe be over. And I know a lot of women feel that way. And I, I think it's, I mean, you like birth a brand new version of yourself and I literally did. So that brings me to where I was like ready to jump down your throat, but you've grown as a person, but you're the same person, right? Like you were doing what you're doing. You were already living your passion or your purpose, if you will. And for me, I'm such a different person now than you married. Would you have married me if it was now? <laughs> I don't know. How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, you're still the same person. Just other things have changed. And that's, I married you for you, not for what you do, right. you know? And I know that a lot of what you do now is your job. It's not necessarily... But you're also in a business where your job is also your life. And, you know, there's a blurred lines, you know. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure if 10 years ago I knew I was going to be in a relationship with someone who was going to be in the public eye and sort of, you know, that my personal life would be made so public, I would have signed up for it. But... I also don't think that 10 years ago, if you knew I was going to be spending, you know, half my weekends every year traveling between Las Vegas, LA, London, Singapore, yeah. Abu Dhabi, um, Chicago, and Miami, you would have signed up for it either. Things change. People change. Circumstances change. But when you're in a relationship and someone you love, you have to change with them. So... I've got used to, you know, the whole world seeing everything we do on Instagram and being in the public eye to some degree. And I mean, you, you were in the public got, eye before, but it's, but it was different, right? It, you know, it was 
public from the perception of the few hundred or a few thousand people that I would see out at night and who would see me out versus, you know, a million people that see things on Instagram. Right. You know, and it was, it's just a different type of public. You know, here it's, here where we are today with what you do, it's just a different type of being public. And we both have to roll with it and <laughs> make do. And again, it's um, part of being in a relationship. You've, you've got to make compromises. And that's what relationships are about. It's compromises. It's true, my love. Knowing Look at you here on the couch with me. <laughs> that, you know, that comes with it. I always, you know, find myself in conversations with a lot of my colleagues, people that work with me that are younger than me and ask me questions about being married and doing what we do and having kids and doing what we do. And I always tell them the same thing. It's all about compromise. Remember that no one's perfect. You both, everybody comes into the relationship with, with baggage and you have to accept that you, while you may think you're perfect, you're not. And <laughs> you have to accept your partner's baggage and they have to accept yours. And right. that's like how it is. And from there, it's going to continue and you just have to make compromises along the way. You do. I think one, well, I know one of the reasons why you and I work so well is because I let you be you. Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have to remind you. <laughs> when we're at dinner, I'm like, mm, just kidding. And you do let, you let me be me. You let me be me. I remember when we first started dating, I was invited to this wellness retreat. And it was, you know, was traveling to another state. Arizona. To Arizona, <laughs> you remember. And I was like, I don't know if I should go. And you looked at me and you were like, if this is what you love and this is what you want to pursue, you have to go. And I just loved it. Oh, I feel like we have so much more to talk about. Yeah, this definitely needs a part two. <laughs> You're going to have to negotiate. You guys, we might be coming out with our podcast. <laughs> but you, yeah, you were like, you have to go. And I just was, it was so attractive just how like confident you were with me going alone with hundreds of other people. And that was a big moment for me. I mean, you've always encouraged me to go for things, but you also, I mean, when we first started dating, I, I was not fulfilled. I was not happy with myself, with what I was doing. And I was waking up with someone who was jumping out of bed and you were always motivated and excited to go about your day. And you just had this energy about you with what you were doing. And I was like, I don't feel that way. Like I never, I've never felt that way my whole life. Like, how do I find that? How do I, I mean, you, well, I used we, to we cry to you. at length or, you know, tearful conversations, you know, drunk conversations <laughs> about, you and what you wanted to do. And I was very patient because I know not everybody wakes up and gets out of bed every day knowing what they want to do like I do. And not everybody knows what they want to do from the age 18. And people change what they want to do as they get older. But with you, it was 
kind of a process of elimination. You had a lot of ideas for things you wanted to do. And I felt like I had to let you go through them and eliminate the things one at a time. <laughs> you know, you, you were modeling and it took a while for you to kind of realize you didn't want to do that. Right. And then you were acting, acting and it took a little while for you not to do that. And right. then you were, you know, you were coaching, you were health yeah. coaching and it took a while for you to realize it's not what you want to do. Right. And it was, you know, it was pro, you know, it took a little while. And then when you started, you know, sharing your workouts and realizing that you were, loved it wasn't that you loved fitness or wellness or nutrition or it was that you loved helping people mm -hmm. and you loved when people came up to you and said that you said something or posted something that that helped them that i think you realize what you loved right and then that once you know what you love to do there's it you know like yeah. you have your north direction and it was just true north from there out and <laughs> you know i think that's for anyone that's listening, taking the time to figure out what you love, even if it's by figuring out what you don't love, mm -hmm. is really the way to find, I think, true direction. Direction and happiness are two separate things, but you need to have your direction. You need to follow it. Hopefully that makes you happy, and if not, still okay as long as you know that that's your job yeah. that's what you're doing for a living and finding what makes you happy when you're not working not everybody can combine the two into the same yeah i think we're fortunate that we have yeah but you know that's life and it changes over time as you get older people change people definitely change so with time and i think being in a relationship is also about realizing that and kind of you have to change as your partner changes and you have to accept that they're changing. You've definitely changed in the 12 <laughs> years we've been together. I mean, I don't think I've changed as much, but I have changed. You have changed. Um, while my job technically hasn't really changed, it has, but I have changed as a person, obviously. And um, the kids changed you. I think when you have kids together with someone and you change together, yeah. I think that's a big moment for, for couples. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always like to say, you're a couple when you're married, but when you have children, you're a family. And that's the, the um, I mean, I that's like, that's what it's about. I remember saying that at our wedding. I do too. <laughs> so Noahism. <laughs> I tell that to my friends who aren't married. Again, I say, don't worry about getting married. That can happen at any time, but you need to have a family. And until you have your own children, your family is your mother, your father, your brothers, your sisters. But once you have your own child, they become your family. That's so sweet. <laughs> I knew I was going to make you cry. can't believe it took this whole 45 minutes. <laughs> it's so true. All right, so let's okay, go. Wait. Our family's waiting for us for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we definitely need a part two because I didn't even get there on like the real business we'll, spectrum we'll, of things we'll, we'll that I need you to set some records straight. <laughs> we can negotiate on that. Okay, some rapid fire questions. This is how I close every podcast you have to answer. What gets you out of bed in the morning? Usually the kids saying to me, <laughs> Daddy, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Or you saying, Noah, Noah it's, it's your time. turn. You wake up today. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. Like today. 
What motivates you when you're feeling down? I don't feel down, so I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. because I, if you're, I do, you're the most if, even person I've ever met. If I do feel down, me. I'm so laser-focused on like what I have to do every day that I, I don't think I let myself feel it. I just push those feelings aside. And we'll by talk, the time, that's a whole other story. By the time, you know. <laughs> yeah, we need to work on the feelings. Yeah. But no, you, you're really consistently yeah. like a very even keel level leveled person, which is great because my highs are high and my lows are low. <laughs> I'm definitely You're even, even. Even across the board. I'm the moody one. What's your end-all, be-all self-care ritual? End-all, be-all self-care ritual. Well, I'm pretty excited when I remember to put eye cream on at night. <laughs> I'm really excited when I remember to use the face wash you give me. <laughs> I get pretty psyched about my green juice. So I think those three things combined makes a really good day for self-care for Noah. <laughs> but Okay, what's your call favorite beauty I, product? I think taking the time to get a massage for me yeah. is is like, you know, it's hard for me to take to find that two hours between getting ready. But when I do, that really is what makes me fully relaxed because I'm not looking at my phone mm-hmm. and to take that full hour. You got me into massages. Is, um, I think, really. I think we need one this weekend. It's been a while. Sure. On you. What <laughs> For this, this is my thank you. What's your cult favorite beauty product? Do you want me to say it? Because now we discovered the pads that you like that we stalked Dylan for. Moss Mornings sent these incredible pads. And remember, we like threw the packaging away. We couldn't remember. You say that. I like Dove Sensitive Skin no, Soap, I, and you, you guys, get so upset with me no, for using it. No, you cannot wash your face with bar soap. Um, but the film that it leaves. I like the eye cream that you got me for my birthday last year. That we I, do love I, Moss Mornings. I've <laughs> continued to to buy on my own. Yeah. I don't know the brand. It's, it's in the little um, silver packaging. It's nice. I I might butcher the name, but it's Decorte. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, last thing, because... This podcast is called Move With Heart. What does it mean to move with your heart to you? Come on. You got to think about that one. That's, Give it a, a that's like a tough Have question. Have a sip of water. Move with heart. I think bringing it kind of full circle, it, I think it's to move unintentionally with things that you want to do because you feel that it's right, but you're doing it because you want to, but not because you're feeling like you have to. Mm, I love that, actually. Does I that make it. sense? No, it does. I, I love it. I think that is really strong. Okay, and good. I love you so much for doing this. You. I mean, you guys have no idea that this is, like, so not my husband's thing. But you were amazing, by the way. This was so in the flow. Did you um, meditate today? No, we were supposed to. And no, then we you dropped were. me that this was happening on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like to meditate on Tuesdays or Thursdays. <laughs> Which I try to get him to meditate with me at least a couple times, but we've got to get you into the rhythm of doing it by yourself. Thank you so much. You guys, please send in more questions because he already said there's a part two. I didn't even, you said. We'll see. Okay.
Don't DM me though. <laughs> I got enough already about this. Wait, where can everyone find you? Can we, do you want to share that? Just go on your Instagram and they'll find me. <laughs> I'm, the most well liked posts are of me. So this is true. I love you. <laughs> I. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed that episode. You can follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Health. And if you are new to me, you can sign up for the MWH seven day free trial with access to over 300 plus categorized workouts and guided meditations, all available on melissawoodhealth.com. <laughs> <laughs>